I'm not a big fan of points programs. I mean, I collect aeroplan points, but I've never gotten a shopper's drug mart card or whatever the loyalty card. I think it's the same thing at Loblaws because first of all, I don't want a wallet stuffed with a hundred cards, but also I'm not interested in being profiled and now increasingly, I guess, profiled by AI, but that is precisely what they do. And it's having some very, very interesting outcomes, especially when it comes to online shopping. Grant Packard is an associate professor of marketing at York University in Toronto. Good morning, sir. Good morning, John. Okay. At York University, are you affected by the strike? Uh, not directly. I'm not teaching this semester, so I, I haven't uh, haven't faced it yet. But it's going on. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was curious because I don't know that it's getting the focus, the public attention that it deserves. And I think the last one ran like five months, so that was highly damaging to a lot of students. Um, let's talk about marketing. And first, sure. you know, the the coverage that we're looking at, which is a feature that was done in the Star, was about how they compile data on how you shop and what you shop for, and they develop an extraordinarily complex profile of you. I mean, what kind of things are they mining you for? I, I mean, it's it's really accelerated dramatically over the last 10, 15 to 20 years. Uh, retailers have always tried to collect data, whether it's you know on credit cards before there were loyalty programs or, e or even just the, the person at the cash register knowing you personally. They wanted to get to know who you were and what you were interested in. And today we just, with, with things like machine learning, you know, that people, people talk about as AI, the amount of information that, that a grocer can collect and what they can do it, with it is, you know, getting to the point of being mind boggling. And so it's really little behaviors of what's, what's in your basket. When did you buy it? What time of day? How frequently do you buy it? Um, and then can, can we get other information into your profile from the credit card company or a third party to know where you live, where you work, what your family size is likely to be, all those kind of things. To the point that a typical loyalty program is going to have a few hundred variables, like pieces of information about a, a loyalty program customer. It's an incredible laboratory of human consumer behavior, though, because they determine all kinds of things. For example, what they might be able to upsell you on, whether or not they could sell you two instead of one. A lot of this, like I said, is is online where you can manipulate people more easily. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we can observe more online because you can actually also see their clickstream behavior. So like, how long do you spend looking at a particular product and, and then you decide not to buy it? Well, they observe that and they're like, hey, they were considering purchasing, um, you know, the, the, these popsicles, but they decided not to. Maybe I can do something to, to encourage them to, to buy the popsicles after all. And so on online, you can see things like that, that they don't yet observe in the store. So online can be even more powerful or at checkout. Uh, I don't know if, you know, some people are participating in voila now, which is Sobe's kind of uh, big online shopping venue. They'll at the end of your transaction, in your basket, they'll notice things that you bought in prior purchases that you didn't buy this time. And they'll be like, Hey, did you forget to get this or that? And, and a lot of the time it's like, yeah, I did forget the machine's memory is better than my own. Are we going to get to the point, or are we there already, where if I was participating in a program like this, the, the, the computer would know I buy ketchup every two months. So it'll remind me, or maybe it'll even just start putting into a basket for me. Yeah, I mean, that's happening now. That, that's, it, you know, 
some of the brands put things in your basket and, and let you opt out. They say, okay, this is, these are your regularly purchased items. We assume you want these, you can take them out. But even more than, than kind of knowing what you regularly purchase, it's predicting what you're going to purchase that you haven't purchased before. There's this famous story about Target uh, a while back. They were predicting women were pregnant before the women knew they were pregnant. And so they were recommending to them things like diapers, things like formula, before they they even knew what was going on in their own body, yeah. which is that's what powerful machine learning can do, right? Because it can tell from, oh, she's buying peanut butter and these kind of things that we see people soon after that are buying diapers. And so, right? And when you have, you know, 300 points of data over thousands of people, um, you can start to see those patterns, especially machines can do that with, with new machine learning technology. It's, it's hard for even the, the strongest statistician to figure that out, but the machine can do it. Well, and in that Target story, I think the added uh, complication was it was a teenage girl and the retailer, whoever it may have been, sent a card to her parents saying, congratulations, you're going to be grandparents. And she didn't even know she was pregnant. <laughs> okay. Oh, I hadn't heard that. That's amazing. What about, I mean, Joe Cristiano, the producer, was uh, phrasing this uh, or describing this as surge pricing. But it's the idea that, for example, you would send somebody a coupon, but it's only good before 10 o'clock on a Thursday. So you want to get that person in brick and mortar before 10 on Thursday. And so you make this offer. Yeah, I mean the retailers that are that are big enough to afford the more expensive automated marketing systems can start to do things that you see airlines and hotels doing, where they're they're managing inventory on a you know a daily or hourly moment to moment kind of basis. So you know produce is an especially hard thing for grocery stores. Like they, it's essential. You can't be a, a grocery store without produce, but there's a ton of wastage. And if you can get some of that product sold at a deep discount, great. So if you don't know that people that buy bananas regularly and they haven't been in this week, you can say to them, hey, come in tomorrow. I'll give you half price bananas. They're really helping, you know, the groceries helping themselves. And, and, you know, if the consumer takes advantage of the offer, the consumer is helping themselves too, right? They're getting something that's still still not expired, still going to be in good condition, but they can get it at a discount because the grocery store wants to, to push the inventory out. And there's another angle here, too, which is apparently, again, online. Um, it's not the old system where they used to put out flyers, for example, and they would be full of coupons that anybody could take a look at. In this case, you may be sent coupons, but the computer would automatically select out discounts on things it already knows you're going to buy. Yeah, and, and that's a, you know something that, that businesses have to think a lot about because that often turns consumers off programs. They notice that, hey, you know, I, I buy this particular, you know, uh, product every couple of weeks and I never seem to get a discount on that. And that's because they, they know you're already going to buy it. So they want to, you know, typically a grocery store wants to increase the value of the relationship. So they're going to try to introduce you to things that you're not buying or that, that they think you forgot to buy. Um, and but what the smart kind of retailers are, are realizing is they start to see customers slip out of the program if they don't reward them for being a valuable customer. So so Seam I think has been impressive compared to, to you know an Air Miles or an Aeroplan because you'll you'll just go into a, a grocery store and it'll be like hey do you want twenty dollars off your purchase today 
which is kind of like, wow, I didn't expect that. And, and that just says to the consumer, this program is actually giving me value rather than just telling me about things it wants me to buy at a discount that I, I may not want. And so it's that balance of, of rewarding customers for what they what, who they are and trying to encourage them to buy more that's necessary for both both sides to be happy, right? Okay, so I'm fascinated by this topic. Is there anything I haven't asked you about that you wanted to add into the conversation? Um, I think it's it to me it's it's fascinating just to to say okay if we can have a more more and more kind of personalized automated life will we even need to grocery shop like I think the online grocery retailers are getting closer and closer to the point where they can just send you an email and say okay um, it's it's time to order your groceries are you happy with this order and you just approve it and off it goes because you come to trust the program so well that that it does the shopping for you. Which I think is the vision for the for you know a potential ideal for both the retailer and the consumer is it's more like a personal assistant, <laughs> and I think as long as they can balance the, the the company's you know interest to profit with the consumer's interest for convenience and, and reasonable prices, that's a, a a future we might see pretty soon. Thanks for this. You, you bet. It's a pleasure to talk. Grant Packard is an associate professor of marketing at York University. And, you know, another angle to this. And again, I'm asking questions about things, some of which the professor said are already happening. And one thing I came across some time ago was the idea that your fridge would keep track of everything that was in the fridge and then prompt you or merely just order. Like this lettuce is rotten. We have to get a new head of lettuce. And so all of that stuff would transpire. I find all this technology and data mining both fascinating and frightening. And I keep on coming back to the these notions that a lot of things that are introduced either as something that is going to be more convenient for you or that is going to protect you or perhaps most importantly protect your children, those things always have a darker side because there is an agenda. But they sound great, like points programs, who doesn't want to get a coupon? Yeah, but everybody knows what you're buying and now they're cross-referencing it.